0: Hey guys, interest rates are all the rage. Everyone knows a lending strategy is just as important as where to buy and what to buy. So in this episode, it's going to be a massive one. We're going to talk about how to cut your mortgage in under 30 minutes. (laughs) Yep, that's not just clickbait. That's true. And the second thing is two new ways to increase your borrowing capacity. For property investors. Okay, so look, these are not just meant to be fantastical titles and headlines. We're actually going into how to reduce your mortgage and how to borrow more if you are cut out, if you are capped out. So carry on listening. I'm so grateful that you're here with me, whether you're walking your dog, you're at the gym, you're cooking, you're just, you know, just randomly doing stuff with your earbuds on, with your earpods on. I'm grateful for lending me your ear. And hopefully, this is going to take you one, two, three, four, five steps towards your financial happiness, towards your financial freedom. Freedom. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name is PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. All right. So first of all, how to cut your mortgage in under 30 minutes? You know, seasoned investors, they don't actually complain about interest rates because the truth is there are ways to reduce your bank interest rate by a lot, even when the RBA seems to constantly increase them. How? Like this hack could be the difference between you buying your first or next investment property versus being a slave to your nine-to-five for literally the rest of your life. Big statement, right? Well, you know, it's true, and it's completely, completely free. So here we go. So, like, let's say you have a home loan. Let's just call it, like, with CBA, yeah, like the Commonwealth Bank of Australia – All right. So what you do is you, first of all, you make sure that it's a variable rate. Okay. It's a fixed rate. You can't really do much. Okay. It's a fixed rate. Can't really do too much. If it's a variable rate, right? What you do is step one, you just go online to your internet banking and figure out like, what is the rate you're actually getting? First of all, you figure out what interest rate you're getting. You need to know what your baseline is, right? So let's say you're getting four and a half percent, four and a half percent. Cool. That's fine you're an established customer so new customers are probably getting somewhere like high threes or low fours new customers always get a better rate at basically every bank than existing customers that's how they get new clients that's how they tempt more people and get more business remember banks are there to make money the way they make money predominantly is by giving loans and earning interest that's just how banking has worked for many centuries so you figure out what interest rate you're actually getting And once you know what interest rate you're getting, then you know what baseline you can negotiate off. Second step is you, it's kind of painful, but it doesn't take too long and it saves you thousands of dollars. You just pick up the phone, right? And you call the bank and okay, it's like, all right, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, what do you do next? You tell the bank that you want to leave, all right? So what I do normally is I call the bank up and I say, look, mate, right now I'm getting four and a half percent, okay? I want to refinance my loan to another bank that is giving me 3.5%. I normally just go a whole percent less, okay? Regardless of whatever's going on in the market, I go a whole percent less. And I say, I want to get 3.5%. Can you issue me a loan discharge notice? That's, this is very important. You have to tell them this. You need to ask them to issue you with a loan discharge notice, These three words are like magic, okay? These three words will save you tens of thousands of dollars in the long term, okay? A loan discharge notice, that means that you're officially asking them to basically can your loan and you're going to take your business to another bank, regardless of whether you have talked to another bank or you're just making this stuff up, to be honest. That's what I do as well. And all of a sudden their ears perk up and they're like, oh my God, all right, Um, well, sir, let me see what I can do for you. And they normally put you on hold for like a couple of minutes and like pretend to, you know, do stuff, you know, just like when you're buying a car and you're like, Oh, I want this, you know, I want a better deal. And they kind of say, I need to speak to my manager, but really they just go into another room and I ruffle papers around and come back as if they spoke to a manager. That's what these people do, like on the call. But you might need to hold for a while. They come back and they say, okay, well we can give you um, 0.2% better or 0.3% better than what you currently have. You know, we're not buying that. You know, we're not stupid here, right? We're seasoned property investors. So what you need to do is say, look, that's just not acceptable. For me, I need that whole 1% less, you know, to remain in your books, to remain as a customer, in your books that's when they'll really put you on hold and actually talk to their supervisor actually talk to their manager okay you might need to be on hold for like five minutes or something but it's well well worth it and that's when they'll come back and i would say like in my experience i can only share my experience and perhaps the experience of my clients you know probably six or seven times out of ten they will come back and actually give you that whole one percent less why are they doing that it's because of something called net interest margin net interest margin is the margin or the difference that banks make in terms of the cost of them securing their funds and the cost that they pass on or the revenue the interest rate they get from loaning it to you their net interest margin right now is being squeezed the cost of funds in global capital markets is going higher and higher. Of course, local interest rates are going higher, so they're making more money. But on a margin basis, on an average margin basis, what you find is in the last five years, the net interest margin is really eroding. So banks want your business. like They're desperate for your business, especially second-tier banks, third-tier banks, which are no, in no way higher risk than you know, your big four banks at all. But this strategy works with all banks. So that's all you do and they come back and you have effectively just got a whole percent less in your interest repayments now you might be lazy and think i've already got a loan i've already got two loans three loans i can't be bothered doing this but seriously i'm not getting anything out of it you know you have to just spend 10 15 minutes first of all internet banking figure out your current rate call them you know you might be on hold for like 20 minutes fine right but after that 20 minutes or 30 minute process you just saved yourself, like, you know, let's say you've got a $500,000 loan, four hundred, three million loan, whatever it is, you're saving yourself tens of thousands of dollars over just a few years, but hundreds of dollars per week, right? Like, who wouldn't do that? And then all of a sudden, you know, you've gone from being able to afford no more properties to being able to afford more investment properties. You've gone from being able to, you know, not even afford one investment property to being able to afford that one investment property. So, like, my own experience across, like, 12 properties is that, you know, I'm not just making this up, I swear to God. My interest rates, even though real interest rates, official cash rate has risen, like, you know, more than 2.5% in the last literally six months my interest rate the interest rate that i'm paying hasn't risen more than a percent okay so i'm beating the market by more than 50 percent, and that's just because every three months i'm employing this strategy now of course there's a limit to it right you can't just like keep going and get negative interest rate like that's a bit silly but take the principle from from what i'm saying you know if you're on the sidelines not investing in property because you're making your mind up based on what friends or family or the media is telling you, those people don't know these more intricate secrets. I'm reticent and even saying or calling it a secret because it sounds like it's some sort of esoteric truth. It's not, it's just uncommon sense. It's common sense, but it's uncommon. And that's how banks make money because most people don't know these strategies. All right, so you should know these strategies and you should be able to not only make money from property investment, but also save money through these methods so that you can build a portfolio which is larger and larger and larger. Yes, interest rates are rising. We've just had the most recent interest rate rise, which is 0.25%. So they'll probably not rise for too much longer, too much severity, but still, like even when interest rates start plateauing and dropping and everyone piles back into the property market, what I've shared with you today, the sort of two to three step process of simple phone call that saves you money that you know it could just be the difference between you getting that additional property which in the next 10 15 years doubles or triples in value and all of a sudden you can retire Or all of a sudden you can live a life of you know somewhat more comfort or luxury or you know all of a sudden one spouse you know husband wife or whatever they can stop working just these small decisions they add up people are really fearful of taking the next step in property investing because they don't know what the next step is it's like oh all they see is retirement in 15 years but so much contradictory information and there's so much misinformation they don't want to be scammed they don't want to be hurt they don't know what the property market is going to do you can't implement or action anything from that mindset you need to break it down into what is the next step Okay, now the second part of this episode, two new ways to increase your borrowing capacity. So two banks just changed their borrowing capacity policy. If you've run out of borrowing capacity, then you just like, you got to watch this, you know. And especially like if you're a business owner, you don't have to be, but I'm going to go into a hack for business owners. Because if you're a business owner and banks are not lending you money, then this may well be the silver bullet for getting additional borrowing capacity either way this is very exciting news so here we go The first one, okay, real quick, the first one is from NAB. Now, what they've done is normally banks, what they do is they say, we will shade your rental income by 20% in order to calculate how much you can borrow. So if your rent is, let's say, $24,000, they'll shade it by 20% down to, what is that, like thousands of dollars less in order to calculate the true borrowing capacity that you have. They've just changed that to just shading it by 10%. Now, that might not sound like, you know, all that much really, but that gives you an additional borrowing capacity of around 8%. So, you know, you might just be on the cusp, you know, you might be like able to borrow... $250,000 $250,000 and that may not be enough to get a decent property. Now, this will allow you to perhaps just borrow just that bit more with the, your deposit as well, get you into the 300K category, which gets you a really good, high yielding, high growth property. So, that's the first one from NAB. Whether you're going through a broker or you're going yourself, go check out NAB. It's a big difference that it will make to a lot of you. Now, this second one, I'm even more excited about, okay? I'm even more excited about now, what this is, is Virgin Money. Everyone knows Virgin, right? Virgin Money is owned by Bank of Queensland. Now, Bank of Queensland is a tier one lender. They give tier one lending rates. In other words, the interest rates are low. They're not like your First Max, your um, Pepper Moneys. They're not like your higher interest rates. The non-bank lenders allow you to borrow a little bit more, but they charge you a premium on the interest rate. Now, what's amazing about Bank of Queensland owning Virgin Money, they've just changed their DTI, their debt to income ratio. So before, you know, they, Virgin Money would only allow you to borrow up to 6%, you know, on a uh, debt to income ratio, not 6%, sorry, that's a ratio, right? So debt to income up to 6x. They've just changed that to 8x they've just changed that to 8x so that will allow you guys to get so much more borrowing and the great thing is because virgin money is owned by Bank of Queensland even though they're giving higher debt to income ratios allowing you to borrow more the interest rate they're charging is actually just the same as a tier one bank like a CBA or an ANZ or something like that okay so you're getting more money from the bank at a cheap rate now that's amazing and then the second part of this bank of queensland virgin money story that my A broker friend told me is if you're self-employed normally if you're self-employed you had to show two years of tax returns and the bank would take the average salary or the average income from your business and assess your ability to borrow money on that based on two years now there's just been this change from the same bank right whereby they're allowing people even though their income may have been really poor in that two-year period, they're allowing you to borrow money so long as you have two options available. Okay? So long as option one, you have two payslips, i.e. the company that you own, you're drawing a salary from, you have two payslips to yourself and you get an accountant to sign off on the fact that it's a healthy business, okay? That's scenario number one. And the second scenario is that you have three months of salary to declare, okay? And they'll assess you based on that three months of salary even if two years ago or one year ago your business wasn't that solid. Now, of course, you do need to be in business, have an ABN for two years but they don't no longer care necessarily about how your business is performing so there'll be like thousands of people out there tens of thousands of business owners who you know you like you want to get a loan you want to begin or expand your property portfolio but because you're, you're not a PAYG, you're a business owner, you're not having two years of good income is holding you back. Now, with Bank of Queensland Virgin money, there's not a problem. Option one, go to your accountant, get them to sign off on it, and all you need is two pay slips to yourself of a reasonably good enough or appropriate income that you're paying yourself from the business or option two three months of salary you don't need the accountant to declare or sign off anything on that you just need three months of consistent income that the business is paying yourself so this is like this is extraordinary you know interest rates are going up i think they're almost at the top of the cycle but it has meant That borrowing capacity has shallowed out, has softened out. And that's meaning that a lot of you guys may not be able to borrow as much or anything enough for your next property. These two hacks that I've just shared with you, the first one with NAB, increasing your borrowing capacity by almost 10% overnight. And the second thing with Virgin Money, Bank of Queensland, increasing their debt to income ratio and allowing you to borrow more on a PAYG basis and allowing business owners to borrow so much, even if their business income hasn't been solid for two years. Like this is a game changer. And guys, and every cycle, this happens, right? In every cycle, this happens. As interest rates go up, borrowing capacity, levers, borrowing capacity, tactics, borrowing capacity, policy changes occur, offsetting a lot of those interest rate rises insofar as being able to borrow money. Now, I fully expect, like I'm on record here, I fully expect that in the next uh, probably three to six months or something like eight months, maybe, you know, that buffer, that banks put on you to make sure that you can repay your loan. You know, they put a 3% buffer on. So if your official, you know, if the lending rate is 3%, they assess you at 6%. That buffer that was forced upon the banks by APRA, the regulatory authority, back when interest rates were zero, almost zero, that buffer is going to be shrunk. And why is that? Is because we needed a buffer to withstand interest rate rises because they were at a record low. So APRA very intelligently said, well, interest rates are only going to go up, right? This was last year. Let's imply or install or implement a buffer so that when we come into this situation interest rates have gone up, people are still good because banks have assessed them at 3% more than what they ought to. Now there's no need for that because there's almost zero possibility of interest rates going up another 3%. Of course, the CBA is saying they might go up another 25 or 50 basis points. Other banks are saying maybe another 100 basis points or 1%. But there's no way they're going up another 2 or 3%, right? Or something dramatic would need to happen. So that buffer is going to be shrunk back down to 2%, which is what it used to be, maybe even less. If we're at record in this cycle, we're at higher interest rates. So you know that all of a sudden will allow your borrowing capacity to expand organically overnight by like 10, 20, 30%. All right, so hopefully that brought you a ton of value, guys, how to improve your borrowing capacity and how to cut your loan. All of that was completely free and I'd love, I absolutely love it when you guys leave a review. I'm getting so many of them these days, more than a hundred reviews now on iTunes. One recent one that I had was hi, if anyone wants to get into property investment based on actual data rather than just speculation or guesswork, I highly recommend PK. He has a wealth of knowledge and when it comes to property investing, you will learn something new every time when you listen to him. So I'm so so grateful for being with me for leaving those reviews on spotify or apple podcast i think it used to be called itunes thank you so much guys i'll see you next time catch you later bye